3: I'm so fancy, but you already know, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Arsenal lead the title race, and Newcastle scored lots again. It's Monday, 10th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm the Hunter-Raja. Yeah. everybody it's Monday it's the Football ramble. it's good to have you with us gather round come on in we've got some views and opinions the chaps are here <laughs> with us it's an absolute pleasure we, we had can... a box
2: of them we dished them out at the start
3: we do mm-hmm. you yeah. Could, yeah. oh no I've got one of Luke's <laughs> <laughs> although I've got one of Luke's again right, I suppose I'll have to give it all passionately Matt <laughs> Um, well, let's start with our highlights of the weekend. Vish, you go first, me man.
4: My highlight of the weekend was a very different football. I was at the NFL on uh, Sunday. One of those. No, it was no way. There, way, way he suddenly
2: loves NFL. It. Yeah. Oh, uh, the pigskin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of those. Now, can I just say before you make your point, yeah. uh, I'm not going to interrupt you anymore. I promise you this. I'm sickened by this. <laughs> <laughs> you carry
4: on I, look quite like NFL yeah, I love well. it yeah you carry on well I'm going to bring it all back with my highlight you which better. is a clip that I think we've all seen mm. of um, someone asking Roy Keane who was there for an autograph yeah. I'm back on board alright fair enough you've got me back hear him out he, yeah. he, uh, he turned it down obviously we yeah, know yeah. about his stance towards autographs the yeah, thing you, is you though, could
5: you could write anything around that <laughs> yeah. I'm not signing a contract with you <laughs> I'm not signing a blank contract
4: I've never liked him um, but he points to the field and he's like yeah, I'm, I'm watching the game yeah. and I shoes him away Of all the games where you could ask someone for an autograph, it is in a game with so many (laughs) stoppages, (laughs) so many breaks in play that you're Uh, not
3: interacting anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vish, I apologise because you mentioned Roy Keane mugging off a member of the public and a slight little dig at NFL, so fair <laughs> enough, yeah. I, I don't, I'm
2: too small a man to apologise, <laughs> but, but well done. A bit yeah. like Roy Keane. There we are. Um, I, I like the fact that when we saw that clip, it's been doing the rounds on the internet, as you said, I like that Roy is very much, that is just him. Yeah. But he's not yeah. doing it just Because I think a lot of the criticism he gets, not from me, because I really like watching him on TV, he's like, oh yeah, he's just doing this for the cameras and all the rest of it that's shown you that he's not he's obviously very much like that yes Uh, and he also didn't he also say in a Gary Neville interview once that um, uh, Gary Neville asked him a question have you ever asked anyone for their autograph yourself Mm. and he I think he I can't remember the exact detail but I think he said not really no I don't like doing that I was once tempted by Muhammad Ali but in the end I was pleased I didn't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> something so crazy
3: like that so he very much does practice what he preaches it's, and it seldom is he pleased with himself yeah of you know, exactly. he doesn't like very praise much, obviously yeah, yeah. Jim your highlight of the it weekend. was an
5: interesting one actually my highlight of the weekend because I had to imagine it mm. um, it was as awesome. Mikel Arteta yeah it was as Mikel Arteta was punching the air and celebrating the win oh, wow. uh, at the Emirates so I, had, I had to imagine Richard Keys' little face Oh yeah, and I do mean his little face <laughs> because the older and the angrier he gets the mm. more it's sort of migrating into the middle of his head yes yeah, a tiny tiny little face it's a little Little puckered anus of a mouth, he's now
3: using <laughs> this
2: about tiny. His from. it's tiny, absolutely tiny. The head
3: gets bigger, but the
5: face, the face gets smaller, gets
2: smaller. Mm. yeah. So it's, I, it's uh, a genre of men like that. Um, mm. Tom Chaplin from Keene, yes, the snooker player Sean Murphy, mm-hmm. uh, and now Richard, mm. yeah,
5: yeah. So it's like,
2: it's like the Fronds meme,
4: isn't it? I don't know that meme oh it's good it's good oh, but basically it all, the, very angry. all the friends characters with all their features in the middle of their face oh right <laughs> and that's what we were too keen yeah that's to what's it. happening
5: to him so yeah uh, I, I, I had to imagine him getting very upset with uh, Michael Arteta celebrating a win and yeah, I enjoyed excellent. it
2: but he's very upset about for people who don't follow Richard Keyes as closely as we do I mm. mean because why would you yeah. uh, <laughs> the two things he's <laughs> we most do it the, so you don't have to it's a very specific thing with Keyes and Arteta mm. it's uh, how how much that Richard thinks they should be celebrating a win after mm-hmm. and yes, secondly how much time him, he spends outside his technical area, which is the, all of the time. Yeah, I mean, there was one point, I and mean, we will come on to it, where mm. he almost tackled a player. Yeah, it, against it's Liverpool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there was a, the,
5: a great moment against Spurs as well, where Hugo Lloris kicked the ball out of play and Martetta caught it.
2: Yeah,
3: love it anyway. He's well into it. Be better if he's controlled it on the thigh, but there we are. Yeah. There's always <laughs> next week, isn't there? Yeah. Luke Moore
2: Um, so I was going, to, you know, going across the weekend, yep. and it was like one of those countdown things, yes. to launch for like a NASA mission or Mm. the end of deadline day counting down counting down
3: this is to do with your prediction of a Premier League Premier League Manager will be sacked on well, the weekend. Minutes
2: minutes were ticking away. <laughs> yeah, and I was. You getting, thought you
3: were safe with Hassan? A
2: little bit, little bit nervous. Yeah, um, but uh, uh-huh. as we were in the production meeting this morning, yes, um, I activated the Steve Bruce grenade <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pull, pull break glass and pull handle for Steve Bruce. And I thought to myself, that's close enough. Uh, that's good enough. Really?
5: He's been a Premier
2: League manager. I, I will admit. I, I will right, admit. Right. You're, you are a desperate man. I will admit. Ironically, they're a lot further away from the Premier League than they were when he took I'm over. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're a desperate man because my highlight of the weekend is the fact that no Premier League managers got sacked oh. and I'll tell you what if you're counting Steve Bruce in that that's piss poor you know what you've done and also Monday morning famously not the weekend
2: no you get Wow, it depends. Long, some people enjoy a long weekend. Not this. There's some weekend. parts of the world it's a bank holiday today. And where I, I think you name can, them. I, th- I think Germany today. I think
3: oh, you've just named a country.
2: I think you can put a pin in the calendar at oh, no. random with a blindfold on on any day. There's right. a chance Steve Bruce has been sacked on that day. <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So, so because a championship manager got sacked on a German bank holiday Monday.
4: <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <Yeah. talking laughs> You're right. Right. What a win for Luke yeah. yeah. what, what a, a win!
2: <laughs>
3: Press that button, Luke, Luke wins. wins. <laughs> My goodness, yeah. I mean, you know, even though it doesn't count because he's not Premier League manager anymore. Um, I mean, really, he was sacked on Saturday. The they were booed off after their 0-0 draw at home to Luton, by the way. Winless in eight after the game. And, yeah. uh, after the game Took and, over
2: when they were sixth.
3: Yeah. In, in the yeah. Bruce said, I'd like to think that after more than a thousand games in management, I do know what I'm doing.
2: Stop saying that, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he says that Just every think time. it, then.
3: Just yeah. think it.
2: <laughs> I, I think The
3: element uh, of doubt is
5: even present there.
2: I think I'm sure there are other things afoot with the club. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm not a world expert in West Brom, but you take over when they're sixth, mm. um, and then you start saying stuff like you need two or three transfer winners to sort this out. Yeah. It's like it was, it was going all right, yeah. and yeah. now they're twenty second. You know, there we. Are. It'd, be, it'd be another job by Monday.
3: Yeah, hundred percent by the end of today or next next Monday? Monday. It'd be another. job. That's your next prediction, is it?
2: Just pick a pick a <laughs> pick a pick a team. Yeah, between um, Wolves thirteenth and. 20th in the championship oh, okay, okay. and he'll be I reckon he'll be back at Hull by Monday do you reckon okay Yeah, they've lost 5 out of 6 he's, he's been there before yeah, yeah also
4: there wouldn't be any work being done today anyway because it is a German bank, exactly. that's really? true yeah yeah yeah. 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 yeah we're,
3: no we're all very much uh... I'll just
2: double check that you carry on
3: please do <laughs> um, we were treated to a blockbuster Premier League quadruple header yesterday which is quite something Uh last Monday uh, German uh, unity uh, day oh Gutting. no Carry on. Um, well, anyway, uh, yeah. So um, it was a great day. Vish, you were. This was what you were looking forward to, of course. Uh, on on Friday's mm-hmm. uh, uh, previous show, you talked about you know Everton feast. A fe- a football feast was was the words used at Everton versus Manchester United. Well, speaking of feast, the day started with Sky Sports Patrick Davison presenting Tony Eboa that man of the volley. He of the volley with uh, a four pack of Yorkshire puddings <laughs> or, uh, which we saw on uh, on Davidson's Twitter account which is a great way to start it. Yeah. A Premier League legend who scored two of the best goals we've ever seen yeah I've said it yeah. um, and being presented with with such a quintessential English or it, more Yorkshire. specifically Yorkshire uh, 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 you know, what, yeah. what, what would you uh, call it?
5: Delicacy, Jim. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think you would call it that. Yeah. He, I think he developed a taste for them there. He must uh, have done. When he was at Leeds, when, as you would, because they're amazing. Well, I've developed a
2: taste for them. And I've hardly ever been to Yorkshire. Exactly,
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, eat your puddings and score your volleys, yeah. as the old expression goes. <laughs> um, anyway, we, we, we've very much taken our time to get to uh, what was a brilliant game at the Emirates on the weekend. So Arsenal Steve 3. Bruce's
2: ears just pricked up. People suck like Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> loving it.
3: Naughty. He's loving it. Naughty. We all are. We all like a Yorkshire pudding. He
2: famously talked about bacon, didn't he? He loves he loves a, loves a bit of food. <laughs>
4: right, okay. <laughs> is this like me having three meals a day? Is this... It's a German back holiday. Carry on. <laughs> it's a
3: bacon holiday. Uh, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so Arsenal three Liverpool two. Of course, Arsenal top of the league as per Jimmy, baby. Yeah, just as it was. Really, really enjoyable <laughs> afternoon.
5: Apart from how stressful all of it was, mm. um, but that's on me, really, isn't it? Yeah, it was lovely, lovely day. Um, and I think you know the, the challenge for Arsenal this season is that. I think there are two major ones, which are overcoming setbacks, um, which they've been pretty good at so far, and it's beating the rest of the top six. And it was a bit of a topsy turvy game. There was, a, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't comfortable really, um, but so far so good. They're doing really really well. It was very um, very different. I haven't scored against them in the six games before mm. that, as we mentioned on Friday. So it's really. Um,
3: it really felt like a sort of sea change. There was a negative uh, that came out of the game, of course, because I want everybody to cast their minds back to Friday where we did uh, the Betfair, popular bet builder. Jim, you predicted Bakaio Saka to score or assist, which, of course, he's got oh, a couple. Uh, uh, Vish, you predicted both teams to score. They did. Luke, you uh, predicted over two and a half goals. That was, was five. There was five. I could have
2: gone bold and in, <laughs> had in, loads of wiggle room there. Indeed,
3: even if mm. one was chalked off, you'd have been okay. Yeah. I predicted Granite Jaka to get a card at any time, and Granite let us all down.
2: I think the referee let us down. <laughs> <laughs> Granite
3: Granit let us down.
2: Yeah, well, he
5: tried. He had some nibbles, <laughs> as he will. Yeah, and I think in previous games he definitely would have been booked for some of them. Uh, I, th- I,
2: th- I think the gamble you took there quite literally. Obviously, yeah. the, 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 the issue there is that you, mm. if it was 2020, that's nailed on. Yeah, mm. you know, or even maybe a year before that. I mean, the things I don't actually think it's quite weird because I saw some people on Twitter saying. That they thought Michael Oliver had a good game. I don't think he did at all. No. Well,
3: well, let's get to it then. So there was there was a penalty incident, of course. Gabrielle Handball. Yeah. Which I, I mean. Mm.
2: Yeah, I um, was there. Not one given. in... There was one given in another game this weekend, exactly like yeah, that. Yeah, there was. Dan, Dan Burns. So, so, Dan yeah. so Dan yeah. yeah. So the
5: the rule yeah. apparently is proximity and speed, isn't it? The whole. Um, unnatural position thing is a bit of a f- fallacy. Um, well, I mean,
3: there was decisions in in Fulham versus uh, West Ham versus Fulham as well, which yeah, uh, yeah, that, that was
5: particularly poor. Actually, yeah, that. Um, but but uh, uh, again, once again, handball rule is all is all over the place, isn't it? Now, I, it's I come It's coming. It's come at Gabriel really, really quickly. Obviously, but I, I get it. You know, <laughs> I'd, I'd want it down the other end. Sure. if it, we got away with one there a bit. Indeed. Yeah.
3: And then uh, Klopp, unsurprisingly, was uh, unhappy with the um, the penalty that was given when uh, Gabriel Jesus was just to have been fouled. I
2: thought that was a penalty but I thought it was one of those ones where if it wasn't given they wouldn't have overturned either way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So the fact that he gave that as a penalty on the pitch was actually a key,
3: yeah. mm. key part there. I mean it's a foul, isn't it? It just doesn't look yeah. like it at first glance.
2: It's, I think it's definitely a foul.
3: Yeah, sure. But uh let's talk about some of the goals, gentlemen, because uh we didn't have to wait very long for the first one. Fish, Martinelli,
4: had a great game. He did. Yeah, he's so selfless and I think you know that when he when he came through obviously a lot of people said some very nice things about him even you know Jurgen Klopp talked about him as like a generational talent. Um, but he seems to have, you know, I suppose he's always had the quality there, otherwise they wouldn't say that. But I always wondered if maybe he was too selfless. Like, mm. Jim, you might remember, like there was a, always a few games where he put his body on the line, whether he'd like knacker himself out by 70 minutes or he'd, you know, throw himself into challenges and, mm. you know, Get knocks here and there, um, and now this. Every something seems a bit sleeker about him. Mm. It's a bit everything's a little bit more refined. Sleek is a, a good word to, to, to use to describe it. Yeah. Even the way he fin- obviously he's always been an exceptional finisher, but the way he takes out quite early, you always yeah. think you want actually a bit of time to get into the mm. game just to yeah. have a few touches. It's to
5: instinctive, isn't it? Quality, he's yeah. he's not overthinking at all, Martina. He's very very confident in everything he's doing, and also it's just the selflessness. One thing that's kind of not spoken about so much and actually wasn't really evident so much this weekend actually because of the, the pattern of the game was his defensive work is exceptional as yeah. well he's, yeah. he's so often winning the ball back like very close to Arsenal's mm-hmm. box and it, it He's he's starting moves. He's finishing as well. It's it's, but
3: that, it's that, an but exceptional the, development. The way Arteta's got them playing, you know, you look at that front three. It's good. Yeah, you know, Martinelli, Jesus, and and you Yeah, very tasty. But as you say, there's the move as a unit, the 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 work rate and so on. But what Arteta's doing. The Klopp said he was. Did he say something like he was surprised at the atmosphere at the Emirates, or something? He caught him by he's never known it like that. Yeah. And this is this is something that you've talked about, Vish, you, you you as well at the Emirates. How it is alive in a, in a way that perhaps
2: it's never been. I think, it's I it's think,
3: confident as well. That,
5: yeah, that, that's part of, part of
2: the key part of the um, game. And I think, it, I think we even said it on Friday, it would be. I think we said on Friday that the, the, the left-hand side of Arsenal would be key. Mm. Martinelli was obviously would be part of that. And, and we we'll talk about Trent in a minute. But I, my take on Martinelli is perhaps a little bit different to the guys. My take on Martinelli is he's probably the best kind of explainer <clears throat> of how the environment's changed at Arsenal. Because to me, I know he was always a young one, he came through when he was like 17 or whatever. But to me, he always looked a bit like... It was all very nice, he great, technically very good, you know, drift around and do things. But he would kind of drift in and out mm. of games and he wouldn't affect them. And he just looks totally ruthless now. Well, they've like, had a number so, of players like that over he's the so years. so positive. Under Wenger, yeah. you
3: had these kind of quite lovely players who had a bit of talent and skill. I and think Arteta's
2: you... basically just injected a bit of steel into him. Which, yeah.
3: Well, that's what the whole club needed, really. Mm. I mean, he, the thing with Martinelli,
5: it's happened a lot this season, is he will just he will skin his full <laughs> yeah. over yeah. and over and over again. And it just... It just kills their confidence by the end of the game.
3: Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold went off. Apparently, he was injured. Yeah, uh, the, the, how he went. But again, it's you know, it's, it's it's not looking great. But what about Liverpool themselves? I mean, they're 14 points off Arsenal at the top of the league. Jurgen Klopp has has written off their title hopes. But well, he, I think he did before the game and and, and did straight after because. Fourteen points is a long way, and especially in, if you look at the Manchester City. I mean, are they going to catch Manchester? You wouldn't think they would, even though it's Arsenal who are top of the league. But there's a bit of chat now that Klopp is in his seventh season at Liverpool, which is the exact same amount of time he spent in his last two jobs before. And parting ways with the club he rejected the idea that the 7th season syndrome is affecting Liverpool it's something yeah. like the 7th season syndrome yeah, yeah. most managers like, they'd love a
4: 7th season Stevie Bruce I'm yeah. <laughs> loving that
3: <laughs> that's like a 7
5: day week <laughs> yeah. would you give yeah. him weeks um, oh, so, oh sorry is this Numerology masquerading as punditry, yeah, probably. It's all the number seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. it all
3: comes down to the number seven, indeed, Jim. Well, uh, he said, I can understand that I left after seven years previously, and now we are in a difficult situation. People will take that view, but if you think twice about it, you realize the situation is completely different. So it's about time you guys thought twice about it because they're not actually 14 points off the top of the league if you look at it in a different (laughs) way. I,
2: I, I, 14, two times seven,
4: there we are,
3: it
2: all makes sense, definitely does it. We we also um, we also saw an amazing uh, what I thought was a pretty revealing set of uh, stats on Sky Sports going into this game. And I'd never considered this before. Um, that I think four years ago Liverpool mm. had the youngest team in the Premier League, and now yeah. something like the third oldest. Yeah, that's a really mm. big change well, in a is. short amount of time. And you can kind of see that in how they approach things. They and, and we also said last week, and not to make this whole about how, how we're right all the time, but we did mention that. Um, you, know, you have to hit Liverpool early, and Arsenal obviously did that. Mm. But I would also reserve some, some, cr- some credit to Liverpool as well. Though they won't feel like they deserve any because they lost the game, of course. And their standards are so high, they wouldn't be beaten easily. No, and I think I think there there have been occasions this season where it's been like, God, this doesn't—they do, don't mm. look like they're going to get back into this. Mm-hmm. And I wondered whether um, Arsenal let them off the hook a couple of times, actually, uh, particularly with the Firmino goal, which is a brilliant finish. Oh, it's There's a really, lovely finish. A lot
5: of, a lot of space. I for I think him. actually, as well, even with the first goal, the Nunes goal. Um,
2: Sort of slide could tackled it into the maybe you got
5: yeah. closest across as well. Mm.
2: Yeah, so, so 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 there's definitely been things to improve on for Arsenal, but I don't think this was like a terrible performance. By I thought it was a bit not, better.
3: Yeah. I mean, one thing for, for for Liverpool is at least the front two scored. I mean, Nunez. Got a goal, which will do him the world of confidence, and it's lovely to see Firmino back in form. and, yeah. it, it, and Jota, Jota had a great game as and well. And the ball to under- Firmino great. from Jota was absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they've got. I mean, it's unsurprising. Again, going for the quadruple last season, we shouldn't be too surprised that they've got a bit of quality. <laughs> yes. and, yeah. And, and, yeah. and can produce these results. But it, but it was a bit of a better game. But they are playing against a very good side. Who, lest we forget, Jim, are top of the league. Top of the league, indeed. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I've
5: watched Arsenal a lot this season, obviously, and um, on more than one occasion at the Emirates, and it's it's very very interesting to see how um, how much less time on the ball Arsenal had because it's just the, the, the quality of Liverpool is so much higher than mm. anyone they've played and I, I suppose you'd put Spurs up there but they're happy to play without the ball um, so you know the, I, I think Liverpool it's not a disaster yet mm-hmm. you know what I mean they, they, they'll turn it around I don't you know I don't be disaster think a title race on if they didn't on, but if they they'll, get they'll, they'll, into
3: the Champions League it would but, be but a disaster but I, th- I think they'll be pushing for that I think this is a, but
2: their problem well, is they're
3: going to have to start soon enough
2: their problem is they play so high risk mm-hmm. and you, you play high risk to get the high reward and if you, if you don't start picking up the rewards for whatever reason, it looks a lot worse. And I, I'll tell you something now. You call this a wicked whisper all you want. Please. I don't think Trent was injured. Well, yeah, well, I think I, he played I, for about 20 minutes after I, he got I, this, this, I think, this. I think
3: you might have a point there. But I think with regards to saying Liverpool high risk, well, it's also, they've been playing high risk for so many years now. Mm. And again, you cannot underestimate what it takes out of you to going for that quadruple. Yeah. Because as we said, two games away from it, from probably the greatest club season in in, in men's football's history in this country, uh, you don't quite get there. You're exhausted, and you need you you need to turn over the squad. He doesn't rotate that much, especially when it comes to the back line. Um, but I, I, if if it doesn't improve significantly, you know I know Jürgen Klopp will always be extremely welcome on Merseyside. But if you get to the end of the season and they are you know sixth, seventh, eighth, or or something like that. What do you think? Do you think, oh, okay, well, we'll be okay next season? I think there yeah. may be some tough uh, conversation to be it's had, the, but it's early days, I understand. It looks like the start of a new cycle, doesn't it? It does. It, it, it certainly does. Uh, would you say it's what we're seeing now with uh, former Arsenal man Tony Adams? Are we seeing a new start of a new cycle with him? <laughs> I hope so, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, maybe
5: he'll, you know, get a very fruitful second career as a full time dancer
3: yeah well he once again caught viewers attention with his uh, routine on Strictly Come Dancing on the BBC on Saturday night as it was movie week he did a routine inspired by the full Monty which is what you want to see um, I didn't well, think it was what I wanted to see and then I no, saw it I was like he, you know what I did want to great see he's in great that. shape he is
5: he's in great shape you'd make sure you were that wouldn't you if you are going uh, on Strictly yeah but you still get the credit for it well, oh fair yeah. <laughs> some,
2: people, some people apparently have hard personal trainers for like 18 months beforehand really yeah well you uh, need to yeah Robbie Savage. Uh, I I would also like to ask, have you you guys seen the routine? Oh, yes. For those listening who haven't seen the routine, it ends with Tony doing another Arsenal cliche, a big offside call at Mm, the end. He puts his hand up in the air to call for offside at the end. No reason for it, he just does it. How often did they rehearse that knowing that it's about... 10 degrees away from being a Nazi salute on BBC TV.
3: Yeah, I did see that. It's very, very high risk. Mm, Very high risk. But he just about pulled it off. He he did pull it off. Yeah, much like his shirt. He, He didn't get voted off, did he? I hope not I, don't I mean, did. he's still there is oh, it? Yeah. I didn't stick around for that I got what yeah, I wanted no out idea. of it and, yes, good uh, luck. Good and good on the, I was off
2: into the night good on the BBC for just doing those 1 minute 20 clips of Tony Adams <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's what I pay my licence fee for that kind of quality <laughs> um, by the way everybody uh, talking of television uh, Liverpool and Manchester City will be on TV of course and that leads us neatly to remind you of our watch along uh, we'll be watching that game in a pub in central London alongside some of our friend of the Ramble Patreon subscribers if you want to join us head over to patreon.com forward slash football. Football Ramble, and sign up for our $10 uh, Friend of the Ramble tier for a free ticket. You'll get loads of other benefits as soon as you sign up. So just search patreon.com forward slash football ramble. Uh, hit the link in the show notes to get involved. That's on the 16th of October, of course. It's, it's soon. this it's Sunday. It's, it's very, very soon. We'll have a lovely old time, won't we, Vish? I know you like a drink.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was. Uh, so we all know that Pete's in the US at the moment, don't we? Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with him I didn't know No I didn't Yeah okay I had a conversa- <laughs> conversation Did you just wake up there? <laughs> well 7am It was 7am local time in LA He was telling me He was still pissed um, And we're trying to organise getting there And be watching Manchester United in Newcastle On some kind of weird stream On okay. uh, on Sunday as well Right okay, that's... I just want like, to put that out there
3: Yeah 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 okay Well I don't know what to say to
2: that <laughs> Do you, you want to do this afterwards? Yeah <laughs>
3: Well, if you if you can find them, uh, vision. I'm,
2: I'm saying it'll be,
3: it, I'm very excited for it. Because, very, good, very good, very uh, good. Are you now excited for Manchester United? Of course, because they they managed to crack uh, Lampard's Everton. Uh, they won two one. Tough at, nut. A tough yes, yeah. they won two one at Goodison, of course, on on Sunday night, no less.
4: Yes, that was um it there was There's a very treat. strange game. Very, very, very strange, strange game. Where I wasn't convinced United played well at all, mm. and yet the guy who won us the game also I thought had a bad game, in Casemiro essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yet somehow I, I think I think it said more, more about how not, maybe not how bad Everton were, but I think limited. Yeah, we were, you know, we talked about them on Friday's show mm. and I was a little bit reluctant to real, really go the whole hog and say like, oh, you know, Lampard's done a brilliant job. And I think I even said, probably give them a bit of time because mm. we don't, you know, if you look at their expected goals conceded, yeah, it's yeah. much higher. And yep. are they getting away? Are they being a bit lucky? Is Pickford having a really strong, you know, strong couple of months mm-hmm. at fault for the Ronaldo goal, I thought the near post I yeah definitely was a little no, bit too no, no, no. wide I thought he was a little bit too wide For the as well. angle that Ronaldo was coming in at he was no. always I think he should have can I just say I agree with that no, yeah, you have number okay, of yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that but, um, <laughs> but yeah like, like, obviously, he's right there <laughs> <laughs> happy with happy with the win uh I've already forgotten about the game <laughs> yeah that's fair I,
3: I mean look Manchester United showed an awful lot of character going 1-0 down to that lovely Alex Iwobi yeah,
2: channelling Uncle JJ yeah <laughs> what needs to be made of yeah. that who was in the crowd of course can, can, I, can I just say if you were someone watching this, the Premier League for the first time mm. and you focused particularly on Alex Iwobi you'd yeah. be very confused by this sport <laughs> because he did a lot of bad things. Yeah. Uh, but then he, then was he did the that. amazing thing yeah. as well. It's cool. The gap between good and bad was so stark. Well, if it was you were, unreal. If
3: you, yeah, if you had no idea, and this was your first football match, and you didn't have any, any clue, and you, Cristiano Ronaldo scores, and you said, didn't have a great game, comes off the bench, and you're like, that's his 700th goal. Yeah. Yeah. At club level, you'd think, what...
4: Him, yeah.
3: yeah. Are he really does. He has he been has it been put on a plate for him his whole career?
4: There was a, it did feel like Casemiro and Iwobi were having a bad off, yeah, and Iwobi ended up winning because even for the Ronaldo, for the part of the Ronaldo goal, Casemiro mm. plays it blindly around the corner, yeah. It wins it in space and maybe out of ego decides to try and dribble through Casemiro, who's yeah. on his right. Then loses the ball. And, you know, it was a and massive. It goal. was a
2: massive game for enthusiasts of midfielders giving the ball away. Oh, yeah. It was. It, was. Like, it happened like every three minutes. Mm. It was a bizarre. It was almost like, like Sunday night. They couldn't get used to it either. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. by the way, was that the kind of tribute
3: that a player who has scored seven hundred club goals deserves? What? Someone just going, "Oh, really?" I mean, doesn't <laughs> uh, that is. An unbelievable it's, it's, it's achievement, by the way. All, all joking aside, like 700 so, top so, goals. So, as Rio Ferdinand said, that's way more than he had appearances. It's
2: way it? more than I would... I, look, I don't know the numbers here, but given that the average professional football career mm. is something like three years long, it's, yeah. it's, it's probably more goals than 95% of players have had appearances. Yeah, it put together. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, th- I think... I think um, it's it's an interesting situation because you look at the career he's had and it's obviously incredible. I mean, yeah. he's one of the yeah, greatest yeah, yeah. of all time. We all know that. Yeah. There's no question about that. But the, the dichotomy around what he's doing now among punditry is really interesting because some people, it seems to be completely binary. It seems to be... Well, he gets you 25 goals a scenes. so of course you're going to pick him every day. Yeah, I know between Oh, he lets the team down. It can be both those things. Do you yeah, feel a bit
3: sad yeah. for Ronaldo? Because he's just got 700 goals, and yet we're still saying, oh, you know, he's off the bench, should he still be there? Do you think he needs a, 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 a change of scenery? Perhaps? No, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> don't, do this.
5: <laughs> don't do what? Do
2: do it. Do do it. His but... agent seems to be doing it. <laughs> do it so do why do can't it.
3: Marcus. I mean, Oh, you've changed your tune, and yeah. I'm very pleased you have. To. Yeah. Suddenly, you've uh, you can hear the sounds of the pied piper, and you're uh, being strung to go, along. Does he
2: want to go no, to I, 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 a team
3: who are no, a bit I'm higher up in the league? The Reports before the game read this. I'm just going to read it out. Cristiano Ronaldo is being offered an escape route out of Manchester United in the shape of a potential move to Inter Miami in January. Unbelievable. What?
4: Mm. How is this? Th- just I'm, not, it's, I'm
5: just reading that out. For you. He'll end oh. up managing the team, though, <laughs> won't <weren't> he? Essentially, <laughs> probably. He's going to listen to Phil. <laughs>
0: Over, well, over
3: Ronaldo F- Fizz has guided them to the playoffs, so I think you have a bit of respect <laughs> that, there. That may be correct. I yeah. mean, Miami's meant to be lovely in January. Yes, you know, it, it's an escape route out of the old, uh, you know, the Red Devils. It's a bit toxic yeah. there at the moment, despite I, I, ten hogs. I in. love the
2: I love the week Paul Skull's
3: that... piping off at you all the time, DJ. <laughs> One trick pony. All he does is score seven hundred goals when he plays at club level.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what I like is that the very week that Cristiano sorry, Ronaldo... even
5: that had more enthusiasm, enthusiasm, <laughs> enthusiasm than Paul Skull's actual voice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what I like is that um, the week that Cristiano Ronaldo's been linked it into Miami they, yeah, yeah. they lose 3-1 at home oh, yeah, and yeah. the only goal they score is an own goal consolation in the last minute well, it still counts it feels like oh no I can't believe this well, I mean here. I
3: think they, they've, oh. yeah, they've got, you've got to get them going again right like listen this.
2: everybody you've got to be really good today because Cristiano Ronaldo watching on his phone
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you say that a lot boss yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes it's Messi sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's Ronaldo but oh, they never really. turn up no yeah. is Anthony the new Ronaldo fish why? Because he's a great, great, really player. good. Yeah, yeah he's, very yeah, he's skillful. Good. Scores lots of types of goals. He's to... quite underrated. Built, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Paul Skull well, said he was. A one was saying, wasn't he, that he won't be kicked out of games, and we're seeing that. No. Paul Skull said he was a one trick pony the other week, and then described two things he was
4: good at. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. but, uh, but but scoring is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he took that very well. Very like efficient with his touches. I think if um, if United are you know what I suppose United are, are going to play this way, where they play better without the ball and try and hit people on the break they need to be more decisive and i think yeah anthony is someone in particular who's quite direct which is all very useful i think mm. the runs united made yesterday were quite impressive given that <laughs> given our midfield there's no guarantee you're going to get the ball yeah um so yeah in, in that way it was pretty good I, I kind of i'm quite interested to see what this means for for sancho really because i don't know if you saw but in the build up to yeah. the game martial took a knock mm. in the warm up mm. and there was talk about him you know um being replaced in in the starting eleven and I thought, oh, I suppose Sancho actually then, you know, move Rashford out there and then they can yeah. do whatever. Martial ends up playing, gets injured, and then he brings on Ronaldo. Yeah. So evidently, you know, there was all this talk before about Rashford being the front man. Yeah. And, and clearly now, you know, when Martial is fit, and I, and I don't really know about the prognosis for this particular injury now, but evidently he doesn't see that as Rashford's key position, which then brings Ronaldo back into play mm-hmm. and then affects Sancho now. Yeah. So it's
2: an interesting dynamic there at the moment. It is,
3: yeah, and it's one that he's going to have to work out and which is better for which yeah. game and all that kind of stuff. Um, but
2: they, they do have
3: options going forward,
2: though. Two, two final points from me, if yeah. I may. One is that... Um, uh, that it, given the, the, the tribulations that United have had I know they've kind of picked up a bit <coughs> recently but they've been quite inconsistent it's p- quite rare I think for for teams to go a goal behind away from home in the Premier League and actually win the yeah, game and it yeah. takes a lot of, lot more than you'd think to actually do that and mm-hmm. you look at the stats it doesn't happen very often the second one is um, Jordan Pickford went out for three corners in a row yeah, at the end yeah, come on. and I had forgotten about his bad positioning for that goal and that's the key to what Pickford brings so. you know you so. can't focus on one thing for too long because he's always doing something else he's <laughs> a rave on. yeah, yeah no, so no, up no. and back up and back up and back you, it was
3: great you are absolutely right uh, gentlemen before we go uh, for a break some very sad news has come out of Brighton and Hove Albion this morning it's been announced that Enoch Muepu has uh, forced uh, has been forced to end his playing career following a diagnosis of hereditary heart condition uh, he missed Zambia's internationals with illness a couple of weeks ago and head of medicine and performance at Brighton Adam Brett said it is a terrible blow for Enoch but he uh, has to put his health and his family first and this is the right choice however difficult it is to quit the game he loves he's a young man as well well, it's so just...
2: sad at 24 uh, and I hope that he gets support in these and I also hope that he um, he's given a lot of support in um, his continuing career I mean, if he wants to be a- around the game and continue yeah. he should be given the chance to do so because yeah. obviously he'll have a lot to offer yeah. uh, very very sad It indeed. also
4: feels like this is look uh, quietly a real positive that we're able to pick it up this early I see yes. what you mean Yeah, exactly. yeah uh, indeed it's obviously very
3: sad but it... Well, they obviously think it could be worse. Well, not, yeah. Better you know. than the alternative. Yeah, indeed, one, indeed. Of
4: the, one of the uh, lines in the statement from Brighton and Albion was that this could have ended fatally, yeah, uh, yeah, and it well, hasn't. Yeah, so right. there we are.
3: All right, everybody, let's have a quick break.
1: Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on Bluenile.com.
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: De Bruyne has the short option. He does have a splendid set of cars, I've got to admit though, uh, Jack Grealish down below in front of us.
3: Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Oh, I love in Dennis. Yeah, and he's absolutely right. Yeah, he is, mm-hmm. yeah. He is absolutely right, of course. Uh, England's Jack Grealish, you could uh, call him, or Humping Jack Flash, as, uh, as Liam Gallagher referred to in the other day. <laughs> um, he will be involved when England try to qualify for Euro 2024, and their group has been announced. Ahead of the World Cup, England uh, will face Italy again, uh, Ukraine, North Macedonia and Malta. How do you feel about that, Spellzy? I was a bit concerned and then I was reminded that the top two go through to the Euros and I thought, okay, Mm. we've got a chance.
2: Easy to qualify these days.
3: Yeah, but Italy, I mean, we, we know them well and we can't beat them. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's true. So uh, <laughs> yeah. hopefully Ukraine or North Macedonia or even Malta as unlikely as it seems can do us a favour there. Uh, if you want more England chat, by the way, get over to Upfront as they react to England's victory over the world champions USA on Friday night. What a win that was great. Great for win. the Lionesses, come yeah,
2: the, the front of a massive crowd as well. Absolutely. Great great to see. Uh,
3: that's out on the Upfront feed first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, also, if you haven't listened yet, the latest episode of Lions Watch uh, with myself and Luke came out on Saturday. So get your ears around. That we talk about uh Carl Walker's injury and what that could mean a James for James Madison, line. A bit of James Madison in there, yeah. and so on.
2: And we also include a lot of listeners' uh points and thoughts as well, which is a lot of fun to react indeed. to. and we didn't
3: take the piss out of them, I did much. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> um, I, I, I did a lot, yeah. Indeed, yeah. There we are, everybody. Get your ears uh, around that lot, right? Back to the Premier League, Newcastle United, five Brentford. What a way to celebrate a year of Saudi ownership uh, with a <laughs> 5-1 victory over Brentford. They had a big banner out there, um, you know, and uh, and and a lot of people were quite literally behind it because it was quite a big banner yeah. covering those those fans. Um,
2: They'll claim that as support. Uh, absolutely
3: yeah. right. Uh,
2: yeah. Nice tribute to the, the new Saudi ownership by uh, Brentford goalkeeper David Ryer, I thought. Yeah, fair yeah, I will not spoil their day today. No, yeah. exactly. Lovely, lovely, lovely yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think Brentford, they lost 5-1, as you said. Yeah. I, I think they might have been responsible for every single goal. <laughs> I think even the header from Gimmeridge mm. was quite a slow header. Are you about to blame them for the Saudi takeover as well? I mean, if they're in the they're in the firing line as it is, <laughs> you might as well just dish it out pretty yeah. liberally. Well,
4: it was a they kept
2: pretty quiet about it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard anything from Brentford about yeah. the yeah. new yeah, yeah. And they roll over. <laughs> yeah, have a Brucey tummy tickle. <laughs>
4: well,
3: <laughs> don't, come on, uh, well, brucies had... We're kicking to isn't it? Oh, poor man!
2: Um, Marcus has uh, defended them every single time, though. Have I? Yeah, Marcus is like a a a Twitter virgin defending Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) But Steve Bruce just diving in the way of the shots, taking them for him. I'll take a bullet for you, Brucey. I would.
3: Hang on, hang on, hang on, Brucey never played for England. Where's my uh, incentive to uh, to to, to defend him? Uh, Vish, what did you make of the uh, the celebrations for the for the, the one year anniversary takeover?
4: Uh, I thought on the field it yeah. was they probably uh, maybe maybe some uh Newcastle fans thought it would be like this, but I've genuinely been surprised about how expansive they've been. And maybe that's a stupid thing to say given not just the money they spend but who they've brought in. You know, Bruno Gimmerich is a great example of yeah. a player who is a bit of a luxury really in that like he's a hard working midfielder. Mm-hmm. He scores a header at the back post. I know he joked that it was a rarity in itself. Mm driving the ball forward and hitting a banger from 25 yards as well. He's been, and also importantly, being the one who was first through the door of yeah. the new collective, yeah. yes. who obviously like, took that as a sign of, I suppose, good faith and has responded to that responsibility given to him by Eddie Howe to, to actually be the kind of cog in there. But they, like, especially at home now, when they're in this mood, they're relentless, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even someone like um, Almiron, who... <laughs> Was jokingly like a bit of a he, I don't know, you know my brother's a Newcastle fan he would always joke that like he's such a hard-working player which is a shame because he gets about everywhere and he fucks up all over the pitch yeah but, <laughs> but now, now it's a little bit different now got he's a couple got, of goals against Fulham exactly now he's got a bit more confidence and he's starting to look you know as someone who's who's playing. Somewhere near actually his, his proper yeah. technical ability. Yeah. he's got four Premier League okay. goals already Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is clearly his best run of Indeed. form. Indeed, I just at like to say it? It, that you obviously chose to talk about the football there and avoided the whole kind of chat about the owners. And, uh, well, no, because
4: that. I think a bit, what I would say about that is it, it, there's an inevitability to it because mm. if you're going to have that much money, if you're going to buy a club for for those kind of reasons, this is, as we said with aspects of um, Man City's ownership, this is how you do it. Mm. Yeah, this, and there is. This is, is a, really the, how you do it. This there is, is, you play expansive football, you play attractive mm. football. So that everyone kind of forgets all the other stuff. Well, there's a pattern
5: yeah. and a pathway that City themselves and, yeah. and Chelsea, to a degree, of defined really as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, so it's there is a blueprint in, in place. Now. Oh, you, oh, you don't get these takeovers that kind of flop in the way they used to. No, so much. but
2: I'll chime in on this, and I'll say that what happens is but these
3: takeovers are different,
5: though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I,
2: I, for, I'll, I'll say that what happens is mm. that now because the footballing authorities have been so poor. Yep. And they don't make the decisions they should be making for the good of the game, for whatever reason, their own reasons. Mm-hmm. It falls upon media like ours, independent media mostly, uh, and um, and football fans to have to make these kind of mm-hmm. decisions and perform this kind of cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. and 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 say. Well, unfortunately, to our listeners, we're responsible for making an entertainment show about football, right? So we have to do that. That's the show we make. It shouldn't be upon us Mm -hmm. to every single time we have to talk about a club, whoever they may be. I don't blame Newcastle fans necessarily for this. I mean, a lot of them have said some stupid stuff, but generally speaking, I obviously don't blame them as a a fan group. I certainly don't blame, you know, um, uh, Pete and and Mm -hmm. producer Charlie, who's a big Newcastle fan as well, for this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it falls upon us because no one in football takes responsibility for the good of the game generally. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for us to to be able to cover this properly um, because... We don't want to be boring, we don't, but we have to keep fighting the good fight, I suppose. But we yeah. also have to talk about the entertaining side of the game because that's our job. And what I would finally say is, and this is kind of relevant more for Qatar than for the Newcastle takeover, but it's the same principle. There's a lot of um, people in our industry who have rolled over, had their bellies tickled, taken some money, all the way from up, right up the top, from David mm. Beckham, who I think, you know, I'm a fan of generally, but should be thoroughly ashamed of himself, all the way down to all these YouTubers that are taking money as well, and all these other people in independent mm. media who have just essentially been flown out to Qatar yeah. to sports wash it and to, and, to, and to wave it through for PR reasons, <clears throat> just because they're getting paid. So mm. it's a problem generally in the game um and it's we don't we just don't want to continually have to mention it all no, the time but it, we've got no choice
3: you are right I, I, the one question is where can you get hold of this money oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting anything. No, okay, there. right. Yeah. yeah, we won't let you. Okay, right. Okay, um, Yes, uh, but it, important to mention the football, of course, because that's what we're here for. And shout and, out
2: to Ethan. I mean, Ethan Pinnock would probably be very happy for us to not mention the football. No.
3: Well, he? Uh, well, I'm sorry, Ethan, but we're going to have to mention you. He uh, gave the ball away for Newcastle's fourth, and then scored an own goal uh, for the fifth, which does go into your, I'd say, theory. But I mean, it's I don't know. If it, it, was it was an the, amazing own goal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. it was a beauty. But but yeah, Brentford were pretty much at fault for all the goals.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. I think although point, that's not to
3: take away what Newcastle did because they were very no, but very vicious, good
2: Vish's point is fair that they're playing like nice football and they're certainly playing much different football than they have been before but I mean any team in the Premier League would have scored five goals against Brentford at the weekend because mm. Brentford gave them the goals but the even is, Jacob Murphy scored
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean the fact is that you've still got to knock five past them and like I said you know when I watched uh, Newcastle dismantle Fulham the other week okay you, you could say well Fulham were down to ten men actually even though it was only about five or six minutes Newcastle started yeah, the game very good, and yeah, finish yeah. the game in in the same kind of manner. And they looked very, very good, and they're scoring uh, w- with everybody getting involved. I mean, you've mentioned Bruno Guimar as you said uh, about the game. It's one of the best days of my life. To score two goals, which are my first of the season. And Eddie Howe joked with me, I wasn't so good with the head. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it,
2: wasn't, it wasn't even that good a header.
3: No, but it still went in, though. But they are clicking, Jim Campbell. They, they've scored nine in the last two games. They're sixths in the league. They
5: are. They go to Old Trafford next as well. And that'll be a really interesting Ooh. test of whether this is a patch of form or yes. whether this is actually themselves... Kind of finding their feet for the mm. the tone they're going to set for the rest of the season because based on these two results they look a bit ahead of schedule don't they If they continue this momentum the January transfer window is massive
3: it is yeah but they have bought very well Guevara is one and, and and the other man who I'll just mention his name before we move on but he needs a mention who in terms of the England right back and right sided players Trips Ben White he's he's <laughs> he's, he's Kept pretty quiet up till now. It's um, a brilliant
2: ball for that goal.
3: Kieran Trippier,
2: mm. what yeah. a
3: footballer. Um, and and
2: Southgate knows he can rely upon him, right?
3: Absolutely right. And yeah. he's, he's, he's a magnificent player. I derided him when he went to Newcastle because he was playing in the Chapman's League for Letter And Newcastle were in a relegation battle at the time. He's proved me wrong. Mm well I did say you should wait until the summer when they've stayed up and then go either or he's making money he's playing well and uh, we will enjoy seeing him in Qatar uh, for England Um, (laughs) what a sentence there we are you see he's
2: taking the Saudi money Uh, I'll take all the money I'll take all the money no that's not true
3: we're going to look forward to him
5: playing for England you might have
2: admitted to being wrong in there I heard that before. I, know, I think when you listen to that back, you'll find that's what
3: the case. <laughs> I would like to talk more about Steve Bruce, if that's if that's all Great. right, to deflect all the attention onto uh, onto Brucey. Why are, you,
4: why are you lifting Brucey off the canvas? <laughs> <laughs> you get you. Throw got the on. throw the towel in. He's now. Not doing
3: anything else. Well, he, oh, of course he was sacked, but uh, but no, that was a crafty jumping off point to go into the championship, gentlemen. Wigan played Cardiff on Saturday, despite the goals being different sizes at Wigan's DW Stadium. Now we had this in that was it in Romania recently. We mentioned this and then obviously Jose Mourinho when he was uh, Spurs manager in, a, in, a, in an away game in Europe um, well it was established before kickoff that one goal frame was approximately two inches taller than the other one Cardiff, box, Cardiff boss Mark Hudson said we were initially told we'd have, to, we'd have to wait a couple of hours for it to sink another couple of inches but no one wanted that so we decided to continue with
2: it it shouldn't be his decision <laughs> Oh, no. just
3: a couple of hours and it'll give way and it'll go in there yeah. hit it with a mallet or something it's, it's, do
2: something it's the point here that actually because the teams play a half attack in each goal it's it's perfectly even anyway that was it that was clearly their logic in which case you just bet the goals any size I just it's madness as I long as they're the same in the second half now in the first half you can make them any size but Just wait a couple of hours it's, it's and they'll li- sink down It's literally contravening the laws of the game <laughs> But then uh, realistically you see the, the assistant referee go around the back of the goal check the net and stuff but yeah, they, never, yeah. they never measure the goals out yeah. Do they?
3: Indeed yeah Well Cardiff won the game 3-1 and their third, third goal went in off the underside of the bar on the bigger
5: That's goal absurd <laughs> Utterly <laughs> absurd uh, and, and Wigan, you would, Wigan, You'd be aiming at that constantly wouldn't you? Uh, the, the, the Wigan, Marginal gains The yeah, Wigan
2: manager said it just sums up the day for us No! Yeah.
3: <laughs> should what it's Your about. stadium. <laughs> yeah. Oh, madness. Absolute madness. Let's go back to the Premier League where you don't yeah. get that kind of caper. Uh, it was the Diego Costa derby, of course. Chelsea 3, Wolverhampton Wanderers 0. Got a standing ovation when he came off. Nice to see.
2: Which is mad because he can barely stand.
3: Yeah. Well, he, he made sure uh, he took a little dig at uh, Antonio Conte after the game. He said, my problem at Chelsea was not with the crowd. It was with that coach. Did he even
2: point to him as he yeah. said
3: that? I mean, the crowd are full of twats as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when he said that, cut, I thought I was pleased that it was coach.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who'd win in a fight? Let's have yeah. it.
2: That would be great. Conte, be, Costa, who's I, your money on? I'd love to watch it. Yeah, Who do you reckon? The way that boxing happened last week where they just, something really bad happened and they would obviously going to carry it on anyway. Yeah. And they didn't in the end. <laughs> you might as well have got Antonio and Diego in there. Mm. I think Diego would win the later rounds because I think Antonio would gas because he's older. True, but I just can't imagine Conte losing a fight. Yeah, that's fair. Draw.
5: Yeah. No, there's no such thing. We know he prefers to kill him. It's all the way. That's <laughs> yeah, what makes yeah. him dangerous.
2: Yeah, it's not the final in Bloodsport. Yeah, okay. It doesn't matter no, what damage talking. he
3: suffers. He's going to keep going. Yeah. yeah, okay. Fair enough.
2: I can definitely imagine Diego Costa getting some sand from the floor, throwing it in down. <laughs> yeah. well. yeah.
3: It would be good. Well, uh, Graham Potter, uh, his uh, great start as Chelsea manager continues. He's been pretty seamless, has it not? I mean, he's been, yeah, he's, been, he's been very, very good. He led them to three wins on the bounce after drawing his open game. They saw off. Those Italian champions, AC Milan, three 0 in the Champions League, and it was all it was all pretty comfortable fish. Yeah. Lovely times for, for Potter at the bridge. He's weaving his magic. <laughs> there we go, let's get it out of the way.
2: You don't like Harry Potter, no? No.
3: Never, never watched it. That's how much I don't like it. No. All
4: right, fair enough. Oh, have you not posed outside that little stop? was it? Nine and three quarters, at, it, King's and three quarters. At, at King's Cross? At King's Cross. I've seen it. I never posed. Full yeah. of fucking losers, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I spat at it. Yeah, queued up. What go are you two a, doing? Go get, a pro- go get a proper train. <laughs> You're
3: say, get a proper job. Was like, was anyway, I'll ask
4: you about Chelsea, go I think. Read
2: a proper book and get a proper <laughs> train. Oh, about, would, you like to, would, would you like to see Stevie Bruce down there dressed in the uniform selling tickets for it? Yes, obviously. Yeah, that'd be nice. And get me on
3: board. Um,
4: uh, what, I think you know, I asked about you, Chelsea Would you like to give Bruce
2: a little scar on his forehead? <laughs> no
4: so with it, anything.
2: Harry Potter <laughs> Tell is him right scar yeah. on his
3: Oh my
5: oh God Jesus Christ
2: Marcus He's no, the most famous character probably in literary yeah, history in I, If I
3: picture him he's got the little glasses on his broomstick he doesn't have a scar got, his like head. So you're, so you're scar denying his head. that
4: Harry Potter has a scar on his head no, while I'm, never having no, seen that's any That's why he learned music That's why he learned magic because someone knocked his glasses off and damaged his little forehead I'll show you Same
3: when I picture him I I didn't picture the, the
2: scar on the forehead, that's okay. what I was saying. No, but denying it. I understand that, yeah. and that's up to you, that's Thank fine. You, right. Sorry about this, everyone, but we are <laughs> going to have to finish to tie this up. Sorry, I understand that, we're not having a go at you, You're but right. on the same unit, for your part, you need to concede yeah. that one of the most famous aspects of one of the most famous characters in the world, well, you haven't not, seen. Not a time of recording. You haven't, <laughs> 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 you haven't noticed. Yeah. So that's on you, that yeah. bit. I thought you said you weren't having a go at me. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that you had to take part responsibility for that. The same way you've got to take responsibility for what you did with Granit Xhaka. (laughs) That's on you as well. Again, referee. What are we talking about
3: again? Uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Potter's done well, has he not? Potter
4: has done well. One of the things I've been quite impressed with, and I suppose it's just basic management, but he seems to really be across his squad. Right. The way he rotates people, you know, whether they start or not, you know, Kovacic starting yep. on the bench, and he does seem to understand exactly what they're really good at, because I thought the midfield he played... <laughs> You're with... really good on the bench. No, but in, ter- but in terms of, like, for game-wise, you know, like, you know, Wolves obviously in a bad place at the yes. moment, um, but that midfield, energetic. And... They looked relentless, didn't they? Exactly, yeah. 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 But knowing that, just like just keep going at them, just yep. keep going yeah, yeah, at yeah, them, yeah, yeah. and they eventually get the breakthrough in injury time in yeah, 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 um, that first half, and... Yeah, they were just all over them. And it was even someone like, Gallagher's a good one because Mm. obviously we weren't sure whether he was going to have much say. And I I do wonder actually if he's going to be one of the beneficiaries from Tuchel leaving Mm -hmm. because it's clear that Potter rates him and Potter's system, even though it wasn't too different to what Tuchel was doing in terms of where men are on the pitch, plays into Gallagher's favour. Even someone like Broja as well. Mm. I I did wonder what what would happen to him and... Yeah, but, but Vish, Vish the reason, the, From there,
2: you're right on that, and the reason for that as well with Gallagher, and I think it would I would apply it to Mount as well, who obviously was playing pretty regularly anyway. But is that Potter just loves a midfielder? He just yeah. loves yeah, midfield yeah. players. You know, if you look at the amount of midfield players he used to play at, Chelsea, at Brighton, it was almost like he used to squeeze as many in as he could. Yeah, that's right. And, and I would also say, to, if you want to kind of assess how good a coach Graham Potter is, mm. you can look at the starties at Chelsea, which you obviously have done already. But look at what um Deserby said when he came into Brighton. Yeah. How often have you seen a new yeah. manager coming yeah. in? I know that managers move on to go to bigger mm. and better things, you know, to be respectful to, you know, not to be disrespectful to, to Brighton, but that's basically what's happened here at the moment. But it's rare that you'll see someone come in to replace them and be so effusive in their praise about like mm. what's happened. I mean, the Zerbi said, all the players have the right skills and the characteristics, especially mentally. Uh, for me, it's very easy to start working up here at Brighton because I know the work done by Potter before me. Do you like, think the new person at West Brom will say that? I, I wouldn't have thought so. Okay. No, no, mm, I wouldn't right. have thought so. That I don't think that will be the case, no. Okay, um, but so it just, show, it just shows you how big, um how, how good a job he's done generally in his career so far. But I'd also say this, Aubameyang's comments are really interesting. Mm. Aubameyang had a pop at Arteta, in the context of playing for Chelsea, and it felt a bit like he was because he said Arteta can't handle big players, mm. but it was a part of a wider interview about him being at Chelsea. and It was almost a bit like he was saying that it's great to be working for for Graham Potter. Well, I love the whole chat. I really love the is.
3: whole chat about Potter because people clearly know he's a good manager. Did you say tactically what he did at Brighton? Da de, da da da. But it's really the case of like, can you, can you handle big people? Can you handle yeah. big personalities? Mm. And that was the question mark. But at some point, that's you know with the results and so on as it goes on I think Potter will show that the type of man he is and the way he goes about his business he treats everybody in a, in a similar way you can't treat everybody the same I think that's often a bit of a misnomer but but the way he conducts himself I think he will re- win the respect of these players and I don't think he's the type of guy that would say lose the dressing room No, even though Chelsea is a tricky well, club well, to manage as, as we, if we... As we've discussed
5: already, you know, you, you've got the players who might have felt like they, they weren't going to get a chance uh, under Tuchel or they, you know, they, they might have to look elsewhere, um, which is, you know, he's a problem at a club with Chelsea that has such a stacked mm. squad when it comes to quality. But Christian Pulisic scoring as well, and he, he mm. was someone who looked like he was going to be out the door. Uh, Trevor Chaloba as well, or yeah. Chaloba rather, mm. like starting as well. He's another one who, who started well, fell off a little bit, wasn't getting in the team, and probably thought, oh God, I might have to look elsewhere. But he's managing that really, really well. And actually, it just looks like a continuation of of the Chelsea we've come to know in the last twenty years or so. Mm. You know, which with the new owner we weren't sure what was going to happen, and actually it just looks like business as usual. Yeah, as I
2: yeah. say, aside of all that, the walls looked absolutely terrible. Well, I mean they're they're yeah.
3: in a they're in a lot of trouble, aren't they? They yeah. need a new manager very very soon. Um, gentlemen, again we uh, we we spoke a little bit about on uh, Friday it was Bournemouth uh, hosting Leicester City. Well, Bournemouth won 2-1. One. Gary O'Neill or what was his Gag name O'Neil. Gag O'Neill Gag yeah. O'Neill proving his I've, worth I've again sub-
2: I've subsequently found out that I think that was only between me and my mates
3: yeah well uh, we got an email from Jonathan because you gave Gary O'Neill a lot of respect of course and you said he was a great man full of integrity and uh, professionalism well Jonathan uh, is emailed saying respect for Gary O'Neill no Luke no <laughs> when he was at Borough he admitted to purposefully getting booked so he'd, uh, so he'd be suspended so he could play golf <laughs> he is not a solid pro and Borough fans are offended the charlatan was even mentioned as a potential manager he was an awful player for us well after we did some digging um, we, we actually Jonathan you're wrong he didn't get suspended to play golf so we need to correct you there it was discovered that uh, uh well Gary O'Neill himself said I've, I've, I've once taken a booking on purpose I was on nine yellows for the season I was definitely getting ten anyway so why not just uh, <laughs> yeah, do that that's how it works uh, we were playing bolt in the way or someone and I thought if I just get a yellow here I can sit at home next weekend with my mates and watch the Masters so it wasn't to play golf Jonathan <laughs> Please goal. check your facts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and stop uh, dragging the the, yeah. the the man's name through. We were
5: up. talking about this earlier,
3: weren't we? Luke,
5: I, I believe you said Crymore. crime
1: yeah. <laughs> Crymore.
2: No, I I, don't, I I don't I don't necessarily have any motivation to care about what Gary mm. did at Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough I were mean,
3: relegated at the end of that season, by the way. I've
2: also noticed that Can't he, enjoy that ratio. <laughs> <laughs> I've also noticed that he has Gary O'Neill hasn't even got the decency to have played more games than Cristiano Ronaldo scored goals. Yeah, either. I know it's poor. He's got a mere 542 professional appearances. That's, that's quite across impressive. the top two divisions. Don't in, let Ronaldo Messi stats skew yeah. what
3: other people have done so, in the game. Cool. He deserved his day with his mates watching the golf on telly, didn't he? Came behind yeah, it by then. Came yeah. from behind.
2: <laughs> listen, came from behind to beat Leicester. Yeah. Doing do well. Well, let's, let's really talk. Well. Let's talk
3: about what they're doing now because you're right. Leicester go one 0 up quite early on. They they obviously beaten uh, Forest recently. They, their tails are up, but Bournemouth. They turned it round in front of their uh, new prospective owner.
2: They haven't lost in five. They're up in eighth position. Now. It
3: is very impressive. It's isn't? brother
2: Brendy I fear for. I actually thought well. brother Brendy might be the one to walk this weekend. Yeah. Wow!
3: Well, you, didn't you say sacked specifically? which uh, was would... a technicality that I was waiting to
5: catch you oh,
2: out on. I would have wriggled out of that, don't worry about that.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You'd have had to wriggle away from me, yeah, me old yeah. but, uh, but But you're right. Like I mean, I'm wigging over here, moving the goalpost. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Bournemouth though, I mean, considering Scott Parker left because he was unhappy with the lack of transfers and basically said, you know, we're not prepared for the season and it is early days, of course it is, but they are making a fist of this. They're doing very, very well. To come back against the side who have not been great, but their tails were up, it's impressive. Billing scored a lovely goal, you know, Chris Yes, he was given the the freedom of the football pitch, but you've still got to take advantage of that. Scored a goal, so isn't it interesting? It's, it's interesting to
2: see what what they can do. Just you know, keep isn't at it, it. Isn't it interesting how much football in this way can be about timing? Mm. Right, you know, mm-hmm. if you look at the run of games, Gary O'Neill's had as Bournemouth manager. He still got Fulham away and Southampton at home to come. Yeah, you know he could. Um, you know Fulham have been a bit here and there. Well, there's yeah. They he could win both those games. He could. He could win both those games and and say like, you've asked me to be caretaker. Mm. I've done it. And now we're in fifth or something. Yeah, that it would be very very difficult for a new owner to ignore it to ignore that. Yeah. So I mean, it gets a bit tougher for them after that. But the games that Scott Parker had to go through, um, you know, uh, you know Man City away, you know. Uh, Villa at home, which they won you know, on the on the opening day, they lost to Liverpool 9-0 fine. It's, they're tough games, is what yeah. I'm saying. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been very, very nice timing for Gary, as I'm sure our friend uh, Jonathan up in Middlesbrough would say. Uh, he's been very, very fortunate there. Um, but at the same time, he's still got to do it, and he's done it.
4: Yeah, what do we think of uh, 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 Bill Foley, the, uh, the American businessman? There's some interesting discussions at the moment about the um, sudden interest from America into owning football clubs, a lot of it pertaining to media rights and things like that and also just this, you know, we see what's happening with the pound and something like, oh,
2: well. Well, I'll tell you what else it is. They've, they've basically, oh, I was reading about this before, They essentially they feel like Premier League clubs mm. are very undervalued even at the price of their Exactly. If yeah. you look at the price it cost to buy a franchise in the US, a sports team in the US, it's huge. Yeah. And obviously as a part of that, particularly in, I would say, hockey, Baseball, perhaps not so much in NBA and NFL because of the moves they've made. But two out of those four main sports, it's very hard to scale it around the world. The Mm. Premier League is tailor made. So they're looking at undervalued assets and Looking at massive ceilings for the potential of what mm-hmm. they can grow them to, and that's what we're seeing the influx of, of, of American owners, I believe. Well, there's a lot of cultural crossovers as well. Mm-hmm. What we're saying, Bournemouth is
3: time. next time there's Super League chat, you may be involved. Um, <laughs> he owns the Vegas Golden Knights, so uh,
4: so so I know a bit more it, punchy
3: than the cherries, perhaps, yeah, <laughs> maybe, but you um, know, it's history with that.
4: You kind of threw that out there, um, you know, on a whim, but. I'm not you're not that far off no I, I, I think that when enough can... of these people are going to sit around a table yeah, no, you're right. and, and look at what, mm. how the sport operates in the US totally, it, yeah. that conversation is going to come back well, of to the course table and have
3: a, have a lot more backers now, as well The Todd Bowley the Chelsea owner of course talked about the, uh, the all-star game and it was scoffed at and I, I think the reason why it was scoffed at mainly it was because of how busy the, the, the schedule is and people wouldn't care. But from his point of view, I kind of understand why he's saying it. We think, well, that's just a load of old tosh. But it will only grow if there's more influence from from people. And again, mm-hmm. the onus will be on the Premier League to um, to try and sort of look after the game. And it's one of the the regrets that some people have, that the fact that the FA sold it off to the Premier League and, and therefore there's no real, there's no huge moral obligation from the Premier League as we've seen. Um, but, you I, th- know.
2: I think there's nine nine Premier League clubs now that have got at least a part American ownership. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it's way way up there now. And I think, isn't it, is the, is, the <laughs> is the golden number still 14 for big decisions? For to voting through stuff,
4: yeah. I think so, yeah. Mm. So there we go. Well, here we are, everybody.
3: Okay, mm. well we end on that uh, somewhat ominous note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we'll be back next week talking about the Premier League, but who knows what it'll be called by then. I think we will.
2: <laughs>
4: USA (laughs) USA.
3: Uh, There we are everybody Um, Oh by the way Join us uh, tomorrow For a new episode Of The Drop-In That's right Tomorrow Kate is joined By one of the most Significant figures Of the modern English game David Dean He was the architect Of the Premier League Speaking of which Brought uh, Arsene Wenger To Arsenal And most importantly Heid Sven As England manager Something for everyone Indeed yeah (laughs) Particularly me. Uh, it's a fascinating chat about uh, changing the modern game, how to build trust with players, and his views on the Premier League's financial model. So uh, get your ears on that first thing tomorrow, and that obviously brings in what we've just been talking about there. Yeah,
5: I'll be it looking all, to that. Uh,
3: all roads uh, lead to the drop in tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Rumble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. Thank you, Vodhujan Thank Handaraja. you. And thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon.
0: Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.
5: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at investco.com/qqq. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors Inc.
3: Acast powers the world's best
0: podcasts.
3: Here's a show that we recommend.